the parable of the prodigal son. The experience of God is found, entered into, through the losing and the finding. And this experience of joy, discovered in the finding, is God. God is the joy. This is taken further in the third parable of the prodigal son. There was once a man who had two sons, and the younger said to his father, Give me my share of the property. So he divided his estate between them. A few days later, the younger son turned the whole of his share into cash and left home for a distant country where he squandered it in dissolute living. What about what does it tell us about the father? What do we know so far about the father? He gave him his freedom. He gave him his freedom. Obviously, the father in this story is a symbol, a metaphor for God. God isn't controlling in the ordinary sense of the word. This is the first sense that we have that God is love. You're my son, you're old enough to know what to do, you're a human being, you're not a puppet. He'd spent it all when a severe famine fell upon that country and he began to be in need. So what stage of recovery is that? Awareness. This is also maybe a symbol for recovery from addiction. It's when he hits rock bottom and the money runs out, your health collapses, you lose your job and friends. So he went and attached himself to one of the local landowners who sent him onto his farm to mine the pigs. He would have been glad to fill his belly with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. What's he feeling doing that job? Disgrace, rejection, dehumanized, humiliation. Then he came to his senses. And he says, how many of my father's hired servants have more food that they can eat? And here am I, starving to death. What kind of mental consciousness is he exhibiting here? He sees a solution, and he's working out stages. Is he being rational? Yeah. He's saying, "My son, hey, what am I starving to death here? My father's wealthy. I'll go home. Then he thinks, now how am I going to get home? I'll go home, and I'll say, Father, I have sinned against God and against you. I am no longer fit to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. He wants to go back and make amends. He's worked out his strategy. We see uh, the recovery has started. He's putting his life back in shape. He's worked out his strategy. He sets out for his father's house. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and his heart went out to him. He ran to meet him, his son, flung his arms round him and kissed him, which is not what he or anyone else would have expected. So it's as if his father just couldn't restrain himself. He's just mastered by the joy of seeing his son come home, overwhelmed by joy. And just as we forget all the negative feelings we had in the experience of loss when we find what we've lost, so we never hear, in this story, we never hear any negative aspect of the father, never anger or grief or resentment or anything. But if there was any, he certainly had experienced loss. So then, what would you expect the son to do? The son says, Father, I have sinned against God and against you. I am no longer fit to be called your son. So he came out with his little prepared speech. He prepared the speech because he thought he was going to have to deal with an angry father. 
our image of God, angry father. But in fact, what does he meet? A loving father, pure love, no resentment, not even a word of, I told you so, you shouldn't have. But I'll take you back, but don't do it again. Nothing of that, just sheer joy in finding, the divine joy. And the son, the younger son, doesn't get it, does he? Yet, at all. He still thinks he's, he's got to come out with this self-justification or his excuse or he's going to manipulate his father and win his father's approval and all the rest. He doesn't get it. The father says to his servant, quick, fetch a robe, the best we have, the best we have. Put it on him, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. So he's now reinstated into his former position. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. So this is a big party, a big celebration. Call in the neighbors and the friends. Let us celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found. And the festivities began. Now you think that would be the end of the story. But now the second phase of the story begins with the second son. The elder son had been out on the farm. And on his way back, as he approached the house, he heard music and dancing. And a servant told him, your brother has come home, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. The older son is another form of the ego. The younger son is the ego that we most usually recognize in ourselves, the self-indulgent, the wayward, the pleasure-seeking ego. But this older son his brother is the other side of the ego. Well, it's the negative ego. It's the, it's the ungenerous. It's the mean-spirited. It's the it's resentful. But ego has both of these functions. And he was angry and refused to go in. Now, his father comes out and pleads with him. So just as the father runs across the fields to meet the younger son coming home, so the father, again, shows no pride or dignity in going out and pleads with his son. But he retorted, this is the, the negative ego speaking to God, <laughs> you know how I have slaved for you all these years, I never once displayed your orders, yet you never gave me so much as a kid to celebrate with my friends. But now that this son of yours turns up, after running through your money with his women, you kill the fatted calf for him. So it comes pouring out, all the resentment, bottled up. And then the father, sheer tenderness, even in the face of this ugly ego, this really ugly side of the human personality. My boy, said the father, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. How could we fail to celebrate this happy day? Your brother here was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and has been found. This is God. If anything expresses the nature of God, it is a story through the same universal experience of losing and finding. But now we see it actually, as it were, from God's experience, as much as that is humanly possible to understand what God feels or sees. But this is the nature of God, anyway. There is no resentment, no punishment, no condemnation at all, only the joy our image of God, somehow or other, despite 2,000 years of being in a culture that has presented this teaching to us, or rather stuck largely with 
an image of God, which is an image of a policeman or a judge or executioner, somebody who is disapproving, somebody who will punish us because we have done wrong. There are all sorts of reasons for that, partly our religious education, partly our own self-judgment. It is we who do the judging and the blaming, not God. Sin does contain its own punishment, but God does not punish. But we project our own elder brother syndrome, the resentful and the self-hating, we project that onto our image of God, or we form an image of God out of that. I think it's a psychological construction. If we accept this understanding of God, that we see in the story of the prodigal son, that God is not resentful, not even judgmental, but is just pure, undiluted, crazy love. I mean, this is a passionate love that is not sort of controlling itself. So if this is our image of God, this is how we can be open to God. Meditation, then, is about finding this God within ourselves. Now, what do we mean by within ourselves? It means with ourselves, in a relationship with ourselves that we cannot separate. And therefore, in the Christian contemplative tradition in particular, it says to know yourself is to know God. Self-knowledge leads to the knowledge of God. It doesn't matter what you believe in that sense when you begin to meditate. You only have to be open to yourself and then find the God who is an indissoluble union with you because this love of God cannot reject us. Just as the father in the story, it will let go but cannot reject either of these children that he's got who are so different from each other.